Change it up, why not? It's the Shelf Side Podcast. It's episode 110. It's Kobner in the building. Yes, going yes, down? yes, yes, yes. I'm here, man. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. I'm here, I'm ready to pod, man. I'm here, I'm ready to pod. I'm, I'm actually shattered. I'm actually shattered. I was like, I was playing football earlier. We got absolutely banged, shellacked. It was disgusting. It was a bloodbath. I didn't even want to talk about it. And then... After busting a gut to get to the station, yeah, just in time to catch my train home. What do I see? Cancelled. Okay, cool. What's the after that? Cancelled. All right, cool. Third one happened. Cancelled. I'm like, are you taking it? Are you taking it? I'm trying to get home, bruv. Like, what are you, what are you doing? I hear about some dog uh, being on the track and then, like, police getting involved. I was like, Fido, bruv. You're messing up my whole evening, bruv. <laughs> Fido, Lassie, man. Lassie. Bruv. No, Lassie, Lassie was a bad bitch, bruv. R.I.P. to Lassie. R.I.P. to Lassie. But, like, come on, man. I'm just trying to get home, bruv. These times, like, if the dog's on the track, like, sorry, dog, innit? But just clear it up and let's get moving again. This is what happens when you leave the inner cities to go and build that mansion in the outer Hebrides. <sighs> this is what happens, my friend. If you want a west wing, north wing, south wing... And East Wing, you have to take those trains that get cancelled three times this, on an evening. This is my problem. I'm sorry. I watched too many Disney films growing up, dreaming about a better <laughs> life, you know? <laughs> Told me I could have it all. Yeah, they lied to you, bro. They lied to Without you. Without the tube, I'm nothing, Andrew. Without the tube, I'm nothing, bro. Oh, <laughs> mate. Nah, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that. No, at least, no. at least... There's brighter things happening at White Hart Lane. Or at least it would appear so. There are, man. There are. But you, are you good, though? Yeah, yeah, no, don't ask about me. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. I just want to <laughs> pod and then pack. I'm doing a quab now. I'm getting out of here. Oh, is it? Where are you going? Time. I'm going to the Caribbean oh. for some sun. Oh. See. Some people, some people just go to Eastbourne, but my guy goes Caribbean. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Don't worry, I'll give you tips off I'll give you tips after the after the after the pod. Yeah. Trip advisor, all of that, all of I'll that. Give you, I'll give you tips on going back yeah. home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Um so boy, yeah, we um we beat walls. You were in the stadium, I guess. Oh yeah, I was in the stadium and frustrated as hell for the were first you part of, Were you part of the booing brigade? No, 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 no. There's nothing to boo about. You can't Bro, boo. Three games in the decision, you know, people are booing. Wow. <laughs> I didn't hear them. But I was actually thinking... It was think, loud on the t- on TV. It was loud, bro. They may just have caught a section because I didn't go anywhere at halftime. I did, in my head, as they walked off, I did think, are people going to boo? Because the first half was very, as you would say, to, it, was, it was painful. It was frustrating. It was like, can we just try and play football? Like... What is the real game plan here? Are we just going to concede possession and just be happy? It, it, we won, right? Everyone knows we won. Um, but it did feel like a Jose Mourinho half. That's what it felt like. A really nothing half. 
a um, little bit better than that, but pretty much there or thereabouts. And yeah, I was already frustrated. I thought we're paying a hell of a lot of money to watch this, and it was poor. And it was poor in a different way to Chelsea because at least you could say, "Oh, it was at Stamford Bridge," and uh, they've kind of nullified us four times in a row this year already, or last season, a few of those this year. And yeah, we just can't play at Stamford Bridge. Maybe you could put that kind of decorative kind of idea on it. But this one was like Wolves. We expected to beat Wolves. We know they beat us there last season, but we're better than last season and they're probably slightly worse than last season. So we didn't expect a route, but I expected a more confident performance in the first half. They're, just, a very good, yeah. they're a very good like defensive side. Like He's got them well drilled. They defend as a unit. And they, I mean, part of the reason why when we played them last year, they scored, it was really difficult for us to get back in the game because they they just, they defensively, they're so solid. Everyone knows their, their role. And I think for them to have had the defensive solidarity and still been able to attack us in the way in which they did was, I guess, commendable in them, right? It, like, they, they made it difficult for us. It wasn't like we were just, we were just being pedestrian because we weren't doing it. I think they also made it tough for us. I think they need a level of of credit for that. Oh, yeah. yeah they're, they're a good side. He's actually, Large has done a good job. I think he's refreshed that side that um, Nuno had. There's not many players that remain from that side. The core midfield duo remain, of course, Neves and Moutinho. And you're always going to get a good pass inside. When are they going to get old? <laughs> well, Nunes is actually a lot younger you know than happened? he appears. Like, since, since we wanted Moutinho, yeah? Bale yeah. has finished top scorer for us. One player of the season. One young player of the season. Gone to Real Madrid. Won four Champions Leagues. Come back to Tottenham. Gone to MLS. In the time in which Champions we wanted Leagues. to sign five Champions League, in the time yeah. in which we wanted to sign Mizidio, rough, and now he's still playing the Wolves. Seriously, that's nuts. <laughs> yeah, so he's a special player and always been a special player, right? And so I said, Nuno, I meant Neves. Neves is actually what 26, 27. Matino must be nearly forty now, not quite that old, but yeah, he's. They're both very good footballers, and when they play with three in the middle, it's, and this is the problem we have, right? And it's not that I expected more. I wanted more. But under the Nuno system, we virtually played almost four forwards, right? Because Perisic was really high. It's kind of what Sessegnon was in the first game against Southampton. That's what he wants from his fullbacks. Royale wasn't as high. But you then leave just the two men and maybe Royale in the middle of the park. And we're always going to be outnumbered. And neither of those two are the type of give-and-go merchants, get it back, um, that we've wanted. Allah, I'm not going to keep a name in the same names, but with Moutinho and Neves, you have that, right? Retain possession. And I think the Conte way is to concede uh, the battle in midfield, but when we get it, to get it wide as early as possible or hit those front players as early as possible. That's the aim, because we know with the wide players, they can join make a four, make a five, and be destructive. But that's okay when you can win the ball back, and that's okay when you don't have such a solid defensive unit. But when you've got that against you, especially the guys that retain possession well, it does look like you're out of the game quite a lot of the time and can be frustrating. But it is the game plan. And it is the game plan, like you said, because last year we conceded early and 
we were never going to score against them. Uh, Do you know what? I feel sometimes like I might be biased because I'm, I'm, I'm a centre midfielder by trade. So I always feel like upset this idea of like bypassing the midfield and making it really functional so you can attack from all the other spaces and even when it works even when it works like there's times where we do that and we get our wing back to wing back goals or we see that the front three absolutely devastate you know and it's all it's all pretty and stuff but i just always feel like it's a waste of resource but if, like you're saying that is the game plan because effectively we currently don't have the team to behave in any other way and even if we got this midfielder that we've, you know, what well, I've definitely been craving, um, it doesn't work in that system. So you have to, like, that's what your your midfield is more often not going to be overloaded. Like, that's the way they have to do it. If they don't do it like that, like... And, but I think, I think largely our defence has been good. It has been good, right? yeah. We have, yeah, over the last three or four months, playing football, that is, not obviously the, the off-season... We've had a good defence and if we're not conceding, even though we're conceding possession, we're not conceding but we can counter-attack or not always counter-attack but attack the spaces because we do have patterns of play that we've mentioned but they often involve the wing-backs, right? And triangles to get them open or get them into that space that's been left behind and we do it really quickly and then we're devastating in the attack with Klozeski strong running, Son, Kane, Clever and the wing-back to wing-back. So you don't often see Hoybier or Bentica getting into the box, right? That's that's not what we do. They they pretty much function in that middle. They don't often take the ball off the centre-backs from goal kicks and stuff. But when they do get it, like they have got a pass in them, but often it's a pass directly to the yeah. forwards it's yeah it's not side side back back side it's none of that we don't do any of that tick attacker that tick attacker nonsense in the middle of the park we don't do that <laughs> what I'd give for a little sprinkling of that nonsense but what I will say is that Hoybier like, whilst he does they do function like that Hoybier does get to a stage where he like, I think he picks his moments very well to like play mm-hmm. that incisive pass and to be yeah, honest yeah, I, I think more of the, the, the rest of the team aren't really ready for it they're like oh sh- yeah, we're doing this now <laughs> like, yeah how many yeah, times he's, got, he's done like those yeah. those like small chips into the dink. box and like, yeah. like he's like almost mastered it but when he's doing it it's like everyone's like whoa whoa whoa, 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 whoa wait 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 which have you created now bro we didn't sign up for that but yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. There were, there, there were only, you, me, you mentioned Sanchez. There were two changes to the lineup, right? So Perisic came in and Sanchez came in to cover Romero and Perisic came in for Sessegnon. Um, I don't think anyone was surprised by that change. Sanchez, a lot of them made of his recent defensive record of like going seven hours or something without conceding the goal and blah, blah. And, you know, when people start measuring stuff in hours, yeah, it's a bit like when, you've, uh, when you have a kid, right? And people are like, oh, how old's your child? Uh, like, oh, yeah, they're uh, 34 months old. I'm like... <laughs> Like, do you see what I mean? Like, the uni, you want games, the uni, you want yeah, games, the uni, you don't want the uni you chose there, like, really? Like, what are you doing? The unit of measure, Yeah, Come it's on. nonsense. But what I will say is that, like, we understand that defensively, we trust him way more under Conte, for sure. And I think he's been progressively good. I also would say that we have to allow for the fact that we lose a lot in when we're in possession, when we don't have Romero. Right, because his ability to pass the way he does, I sometimes, he, sometimes remember his passes. I feel like he's taking a piss. Like, yeah, he yeah, did, he does look like it. Sometimes he makes those yeah, passes. Yeah. I'm like, you didn't have to do that, bro. But he completes the pass. I'm just like, all right. But what if you didn't? It doesn't matter because he did. 
He did. Do you know what I mean? Romero's a footballer who enjoys playing football. Bruv, he enjoys it, bruv. He enjoys the actual... He, un- he understands and enjoys the game. And it's beautiful to see. When, he's, when he, like, he roams out of, the, out of the back line and he'll get to like the semicircle, right? And he could just play a side of the park. My man just like chips it to the old Russian wing back. And I'm just like, all right, look, I love that you could do that. I love that you could do that. But I can't lie. I'm a Tottenham fan. I've been here for a very long time. That stuff gets me shook, bruv. I'm just seeing it. I've seen it slow motion. It being intercepted by like Reese James and him galloping down the wing and then crossing it in. Like, but he just does it with such ease. So when he's not there, Sanchez, he's more limited in possession. And look, we've all got our limits. We've all got our strengths. But his, his ability to play to his strengths in this side, I think is really encouraging. I think Perisic is adding... Can I just go back yeah, go, on the Sanchez yeah, go, go, one? Go, go, go. Yeah, because it's a, like the points are valid. They're like... Twitter was having a meltdown at the weekend once or during the week last week when we heard that Romero was going to be out for some time and people had to remind those on Twitter that Sanchez came in for Romero at the back end of last season and we got top four. Um, So Sanchez does have a role to play and will have a role to play this season and can be a good defender. I think where people concerns have come from yes everyone makes individual mistakes and maybe Sanchez has made um, a few but he is a defender and when they make mistakes they get highlighted right but I think the combination of the right hand side um, of him and Royale has caused people some fear and there is um, some belief that if Sanchez comes in then Doherty should come in but then you're making more changes um, for the sake of them, rather than necessarily for the need. Um, and Royale, Royale's been okay, but yeah, maybe you lack that creative passing or that incisive passing on the right-hand side if both Sanchez and Royale are there. You're massively, man. But, the right-hand side looks so different. Although I will say, it does feel hmm. like Royale and Klosewski are developing a partnership. I don't know if you clocked that. Yes, yes, 100. Yeah, it looks yeah, like yeah. it. it looks like the, it. In it, the in and the yeah, out, yeah. he knows, he holds, and he knows when to go, it's and he will like, get the ball. all right, from, all right, yeah. Emerson. My guy. Yeah, and my, my he's, he's galloping it, and, and, he, and he knows at the end of the day, I'm going to create one of two things. I'm going to create an angle for a pass, and Klazeski will pass to me. Because for someone who has a decent left foot, he doesn't cut inside and shoot as often as other inverted wingers have, right? So... What that means is Royale can gallop either side of him and invariably will get the pass uh, a large percentage of the time. So I think that's what's encouraged him to go. And yeah, that that understanding has developed, that overlapping and underlapping. Um, so it is definitely one to watch. I think it's... I think it's, one, it's, it's weird because his athleticism and his pace makes him completely different to Doherty. So, but, like, Klesetti is going to be the mainstay. So, when... If if he doesn't manage to keep Doherty out of the team, when he comes back, it's like... It feels like it's going to be a completely different style of playing on that right-hand side. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Um, but, Doherty, they say he's a clever footballer, right? So, if... If Kulu's cutting in you wouldn't imagine him to underlap if there's no space. You would expect him to go on the outside. May not be a galloping overlap, but to find the space, the crossing space or the space to receive a pass, if you like. So it will be slightly different. 
and there's also Jed Spence that we need to consider. Although I, I made the the shout last week or the week before that there is a potential that he goes out on loan in January. And lo and behold, I've seen um, since seen respected journalist mention the same thing. Really, so, I haven't seen that. Yeah, trying to trying to take my hot take here. To the Premier League competition. Um, I didn't. I only saw the headline. To be fair, I didn't read it. I was just like, "How dare you!" But um, yeah, I'll I'll find it. Well recognised journal. I'm sure they do a podcast now as well. Not mention any names, but yeah, they mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> but Perisic came in. Yes, as well. And although Conte is saying he's still not the Perisic he knows, and yeah, Neto had him on skates um, on a couple of occasions. I think finding his feet but although he wasn't a 9 out of 10 Perisic he was a good 7 out of 10 because some of the things he does are really really good like the Kane header that hits the bar Perisic just dug out across from absolutely Absolutely, nowhere the technique was the technique was sublime yeah he went into that corner I know he's um, two footed went into that corner on his left and he's facing away from the box and digs out this corner. And yeah, Kane's head is really good too, but it's just the fact you've got a cross in there. And then for the goal, you see him attack the box, attack the right side of centre back and on the full back. And I'm calling it, calling it step over shift. So he step over shifts, doesn't get the crossover, gets blocked, gets the corner. So he's involved in us getting the corner. And then obviously gets the assist, which is his second in two games. So let's not underestimate that work. But the actual flick on, I think he has, it's good technique because the ball seems a little bit low from Sonny. And from my angle, it almost looked so flat that I thought he was on his knees flicking it on. It wasn't that low in reality, but he still had to stoop to get that good contact over um, for, for the cane headed tapping. So Perisic did some nice bits. He did do some nice bits. And I think he brings a certain level of um of professionalism. Do you see what I mean? Like it's yes, like yeah. he, he just feels like someone who's like it's almost like he doesn't have to be here. He's just kind of like he's here yeah, as a guiding yeah, he's here as a guiding light. You know what I mean? So use him as you see fit because you know he's here for like I don't know, a couple of years, so so it, yeah, and there's a lot. There's a lot of footage of him speaking to people in the breaks. I think when Sessegnon missed the chance against Chelsea, there was a snippet of him going straight over to him, and obviously make of what you will, but maybe offering him encouragement. Yeah, yeah, and coaching and stuff, and being like active mentorship. So it is. It is good to see. It is good to see for sure. Um, there were so it was like a second half, right? I thought like there were. There was a big change in attitude, right? We saw how in the first, like, I don't know, 90 seconds, we went up, we went a corner um, just through being quite aggressive down the right-hand side. What were the big standout changes to you, like, in terms of where we play? Because when I saw it, I saw how quickly Brendan Cole felt like a passenger in the first half. In the second half, I thought he was, like, way more aggressive in his pressing, got his head down the middle, ball up the field a lot faster. Um, I thought Krzyzewski did nothing in the first half. Absolutely did nothing. He, like, it was like he wasn't even playing. But yeah. second half, he was going at his man. He was making those runs. Like, 
I just when I see the changes, I'm like, Ross, so did you just decide not to play that in the first half because coach said just contain them? It's Wolves. Yeah, but Conte came out after the game and actually kind of hinted at something like that in the fact that there was an element of containing them. There was an element of not conceding the first goal because they're very hard to break down once they've conceded. I think they've got some stats to back that. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. Their their record after going ahead is is pretty impressive. So I think there was that element. And I think second half, we played for the second half, it seems, or at least Conte saying that afterwards to make himself look like a tactical genius. Um, But we definitely were more aggressive in our passing on the ball and in our running in the second half. And I think that's what allowed us to um, get more into the game. I don't think we made too many or too much of a tactical change. We didn't change the formation. Perisic maybe was, and Royal became a little bit higher, but that's often what you get with territory and possession or possession and territory. Um, So yeah, I I think it was more an attitude shift than, than a tactical shift. Nah, for real. And we ended up, we ended up, you know, putting the pressure on and Kane getting his goal from a set piece. This set piece guy, I don't want to get Gianni too. Ga- I don't want to get too gassed. Yeah. What it's two and two games. But like, okay, so we, we like you know, like people who listen to this podcast know, we are like basketball fans, and the idea of setting plays is a lot easier because, you know, at one point, you know the ball's going to be... You At one point, you're definitely going to bring the ball up the court, right? And you'll be able to put yeah. people in certain places to do certain things. It's like, you know, unless whatever the, the, the opposition do, you can put the people in those spots and they have to adapt. When you have a corner, you know you can control whether it's in-swinging, out-swinging, whether you have... Which players are running in, which ones are like, you know, which ones are running to near posts, which ones are running to backwards. You can, you're perfectly choreographed. You can control that. So it just feels like for a long time we were just like, oh yeah, set piece just vibes, isn't it? Just like, <laughs> just, 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 vibes. just, just, just see what happens. But now it's like, oh okay, I see what you tried to do there. And now whatever happens as well, whatever happens at set piece, when we score, people can be like, we hundred percent meant to do that. We were doing that in training. We've been banging that in training <laughs> for the past seven weeks, and no one can tell me anything different. I don't know if that's the case, but we've got two goals from two corners, um, and that's uh, probably like twice as many as we've had in the past like four seasons. I think we yeah, had the record probably. of going the longest longest streak without scoring from a corner. Tottenham had the, yeah, it was Tottenham had the worst streaks, bro. Like, how could that be a streak you claim? Like, you're the lo- you're the longest running team not to score from a corner. That's nonsense, bro. We claim that. I mean, I don't know if we claimed it. We certainly got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. But yeah, so this is so he's, he's making he's making a difference. How do you feel about our, our set pieces at the moment? So. I can see we're actually, like if you told me, if you didn't tell me we had a set-piece coach, it would have been clear still that we're trying different things. Because if you go back to the Chelsea game, there was that free kick early, early doors that we wasted. But we had, I was going to say two left footers. We didn't have two left footers over. We had Plazeski and Son over it but both run into it with their left foot. So Son was ahead of Klazeski, and Son actually takes it with his left foot, which has never been done before. It's always been spoken about, but never been done before, right? So Son attempted to swing it in with his left foot, but that's, that's telling for two reasons. A, Son's using his left foot for a dead ball situation. We know how good his left foot 
is um, in live ball situations, but never before have we seen him use it in dead ball situations. And B, he's taken it ahead of Elefua in Klozeski. So you've got angles and delivery of the ball using Elefua where Elefua is more dangerous. And then B, you've got the deception of having a right-footed player probably taking a left-footed player, running in to the free-kick ahead of a left-footed player. So you think he's not really going to take it and he's definitely not taking it with his left foot. So trying to catch them off guard, right? So I like that. It's something different. It's creative. It went to shit because it went high and wide, but that's not the point. The point is it was clear that we're trying to do something different. Yeah. And what we're also seeing now is both Pirisic and Son taking left-footed like, who, corners. Who do they think they are, bruv? <laughs> like who, the who, most creative who? two-footed left-hand side in world do football. Do they think they are? That's who they yeah, think they are. I, I've always said that being able to use your left foot, like, should just be, the, if you're right-footed, be able to use your weak, weak foot, foot should be absolutely standard for a footballer. I always remember when um, Damien Duff, right, was put through on goal. Guilted opportunity when he was playing for for um for um for Chelsea, and I'm sure match day was like, oh yeah, but you can forgive him because that's his weaker foot. I said, what? These men get paid so much. Like, listen, I'm not a fast footballer, right? I am not fast. I do not have any pace. I'm the slowest black man to have ever laced up boots, <laughs> right? On the pitch, no, it's facts. It's facts. And because I'm so slow, I learned that really quickly. I, I'm I'm slow, and I'm not a great dribbler. So I learned quickly that I needed to get out of every situation with a pass. You can't do that if you can only pass off one foot, if you can only shoot off one foot. So you, so I learned to use my left foot. Now, I play football at amateur level once a week. These men are banging it out. Do you see what I mean? Like the idea yep. that for so long, people can just be one-footed and it's okay it was ridiculous. And these guys are out here taking corners, set pieces with their weaker foot. Yeah. It's nuts. It is mental because no one does it. No I mean, generally used to take free kicks with either foot. That was special. And these two are doing it now. And there's one thing to strike a ball, a moving ball with your weaker foot. There's another thing to pass a ball with your weaker foot, a moving ball. But then there's a completely different thing to try and get whip in at height and pace and accuracy. On your weaker your foot. Weaker that foot. is nuts. I can't even imagine taking an attempt to take a free kick. I can't even imagine trying to take a penalty with my, with my left foot. And I use my left foot no, you could all probably, the time. You could probably do that, but you might fall over, fall over a couple of times. Which is falling your back. Which is nuts. These men are professional doing on that level, but it just shouldn't be that weird. But it shouldn't be. But what it, what it's given us, and this is what we've been missing for years. Hence why we've probably had that run of um, not scoring from a corner. It's given us in swinging corners on both sides. Once the ball is swinging towards goal, it's problematic. This ball swinging away from goal, this outswinging corner, when we don't have dominant headers of a ball, we've got, I'm going to say it because Lero's not here, Dyer <laughs> attempting to head a ball on his way down. Like, we might as well prepare for the counter-attack because it's coming. But when you do in-swinging corners, anything can happen. But it's not, though. The, the, the out-swinging corners, right are like people forget 
Like the whole premise of outswing corner is to go close enough to attempt the keepers to come out, but then to whip it out further enough to give your 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 strikers, your attacking players, the opportunity to score. When you're going in swinging, right? Yeah, it goes into danger area, but you're also putting it closer to the keeper, and keepers are generally protected. They're generally protected, bro. You can't you can't go and challenge a keeper in the Premier League these days. You actually can't. Fraser Forster got away with a flipping like that pissed me off so much, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Like yeah, two seasons yeah, ago, yeah. last season, last season, or season before. And we were at their place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, he yeah, barely got touched, bro. It was clearly a goal, but you, you're shocked to do anything against a keeper. So I just feel like in swinging stuff, it's like it sounds good, but I'd rather tease that keeper out, go to no man's land, and then punish. I hear you, but you know what it is. It's the, it's the corner that we've been trying when we had Ericsson. But he wasn't delivering it with whip. He was delivering it more flat, right, at the near post. But what we're doing now is delivering it with whip, as my son keeps on saying, whip. Not bend, whip or curl, whip. Well, he's he's, um, he's, our, he's our footballing meal ticket, mate. So he can, say, he can call it whatever he likes, mate. Project Mbappé. Mate, I don't know Project about that. Project Mbappé he's... is in full swing, mate. <laughs> it's in full swing. He's flying the flag. He is, he is more like Mbappe because he doesn't use his left foot. He's got that pace. That maybe he needs to slow down and use that left foot. He missed a yeah, guilt yeah, edge yeah. chance at the weekend. Nah, not I'm using gonna, his I'm left gonna, foot. I'm going to about his left peg. It's not for standing only, yeah. mate. Oh, please, the whole world needs to. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, we move on. Um, but I think it's the one where, and I think Saturday was a good example, where it goes near post and anything can happen and the... The flick-on causes so much distress in the defence, right? Because they're kind of set. The ball continues in the same direction, but changes trajectory. And you hesitate, whereas when you know it's coming, like Kane did, you're ready for that uncertainty. And he ended up having an open goal whilst he was standing in the middle of the goal, right? And, and that's what a perfect in-swinging corner to the near post with a flick-on does. But... It has to be, it has to kind of land outside of the front post, right? Because this is your point. If it's inside the near post, this is where you expect the keeper to come and claim, to come and punch. Yeah. But we've got to do it right. And it was executed to perfection almost on Saturday and we got the goal. So I'm here for it. I'm here for any any free kick that gives us an opportunity, a real opportunity to score because it's more goal attempts, it's more chance creations, and it's proven you don't have to play fantastically well to, to end up getting goals if you try and utilise your set pieces. Like, hell, if we had a long throw, throw that in there every now and again. Throw that in there, like so. that. Well, our goal came from a regular, from a from a, uh, a recognised uh, source, being uh, one Harry Kane. The most recognised source. He is now... Got the record for most goal, goals scored from a four single club. Beat Aguero. Um, like, the England record, the Alan Shearer's all-time Premier League record, he's like 70 games, he's 70 goals away from that. England record, I don't know how many goals, I can't remember off the top of my head with how many goals he's got for that. Four. Is that it? It's just four, yeah. Because he's got 50 and Wenrin's got 54, so to equal it, it's four. He's like, he scored the most goals, most away goals in the Premier League. Like, he's... Kane breaks his stuff down, yeah? And he hasn't won a trophy. We all know this. And people, like, want to talk about him like he's some kind of farmer, bro. It sounds like a ridiculous thing. And, like, I'm... I 
talked to a lot of football fans, right? Admittedly, some of them don't know what they're talking about. They don't. Sometimes they're like, I'm in the group chat and I'm like, I'm not even going to respond to this person because I don't respect their football opinion. I don't respect their football opinion. So I'm actually not going to have a debate with them. I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't rate yeah. you as a, as a football fan. Yeah, the majority of them are Arsenal Name fans. Names. The majority of them are Arsenal fans, I'm not going to lie. A um, couple of Man United fans, you know, they don't, they don't know anything about football. Um, but they have this predisposition that, you know, Kane is overrated, blah, blah. I think when you look at those records and you look at the time, the amount of goals it took him to get to like 50 Champions League goals, for example, right? Compared to like Messi, Ronaldo, Haaland, Mbappe, is nuts. The amount of time it took him to get the Premier League records, like he's done it in like, you know, by the time he beat Andy Cole's record, right? He'd done it in like, Half oh, the yeah, amount yeah. Of, that was embarrassing. That in like half the amount of games. Like at this stage, I genuinely started to believe that Harry Kane's underrated. Which is a mad thing to say. Because for us as Tottenham fans, we think he's the best number nine in football, right? Yeah, but we do. With reason with good no, reason. No, with good reason. But, but is my guy underrated? But Yeah, hundred percent he's underrated because let's just look at Andy Carroll's Andy Carroll. Andy Cole's a good ex Andrew Cole. Was a good example. Yeah, do you remember when he switched? Do you remember that switched? And no, yeah, yeah. it's like no one got no one got the memory yet. But I'm trying to watch it. I'm trying to see it on the on the on the on the, on the broadcast. They'd be like, "Yeah, Andrew Cole." It's like, "Oh, is it? My man doesn't be called Andy no more." All right, cool. I, I can understand that. Yeah, I probably would have done the same. When you're younger, coming through, sometimes you have to accept that Andy. When he became established, he was like, "No, it's actually Andrew. I actually prefer Andrew." Mm. Yeah, that's what. I was that's my name on my birth certificate. There is no Andy on the birth certificate. So I hear that. However, back to the point at hand. Andrew Cole played for a Newcastle side that was phenomenal in terms of goals, score, scoring. Moved to a Man United side that won everything, including the treble in ninety nine, and created so many chances. The latter stage of his career, yeah, Blackburn and maybe, I don't know, wherever. Blackburn, Man Man City he played for as well. Oh, yeah, Man City. Maybe not so prevalent, but those two sides created so many chances and he was able to score so many goals. Very dominant sides. Um, I mean, there's not much more of a dominant side than a Man United side during the 90s um, and early 2000s. So... My point there is, for his record to be where it is and came to absolutely smash it in terms of games played, is absolutely phenomenal. It's mad! It's absolutely phenomenal. But you can list off all the records you want, all the records, most competitive um, goals for England, most um, goals in a calendar year for England, most goals in a calendar year in the Premier League, um, the list goes on. But soon to be, one would imagine, England goal, record goal scorer, soon to be Tottenham's record goal scorer, potentially soon to break the Premier League goal scoring record as well. Yeah. And he still will not be recognised as the best striker the Premier League has ever seen. And yeah, there's, there's reasons for that in terms of, yeah, Henri was there and... Aguero's there and yeah they didn't play their whole career in the Premier League but what I will say is forget all of that the record goals per game ratio is almost second to none it's it's wild it's wild yeah 
But the two things that go against Kane is that A, and Carragher pointed this out, I think, on Monday Night Football, he's, he's not a sexy footballer. He doesn't play with, there's not one thing, he hasn't got electric pace on like FIFA. So the kids don't say, oh, I'm going to put Kane in because I can just sprint through. Um, so he's not an Mbappe type. He doesn't have skills like a, a Salah or a, maybe a Suarez, dare I say that name. He's not that kind of centre-forward, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not left-footed like a Haaland with that electric pace as no, well. No, but his finishing is, is his finishing is, is sexy, though. His finishing is sexy. It's, is that David It's sexy David Villa, if you like that type David of Villa thing. David Villa had sexy finishing, bro. He had sexy yeah, I know what you mean. I know Robbie you mean Fowler. into the corner. Robbie Fowler, sexy finishing. Yeah, but finishing. Fowler was different because Fowler was a, a lot more creative in his movement, in his angles. He was left-footed. He had more... Girl, if you like. Then Kane. Kane was no in in a sense, in a sense, well, it's celebration snorting off the line. But um, <laughs> my point is, when Kane wasn't revered coming through the academies, right? We all know his journey. He wasn't revered coming through the academy, so it wasn't like everyone was talking about Kane. He didn't burst onto the scene at sixteen like Owen Rooney and was like, "Oh my God, this super kid." He had to go out on loan. Blah blah blah. Came back, and as Carragher pointed out. He appears to be a maximizer, right? His sublime finishes is a product of hard work on the training ground, day after day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, of practice, practice, practice. It's not sexy. It's not what the kids want to hear. They don't want to hear that you have to practice, practice, practice to be able to put penalties in the bottom corner every time. Like... They want to see this magical flair of pace, skill, etc. And Kane doesn't offer you that. But he offers you consistency and... Regular goals going. Regular yeah, goals going yeah. at a high level, man. I just think it's... He does. So you need your boy to do That's that. what goes against him. That's true. I mean, to be honest, it's like we've all, we've all got players like that. It's probably the reason why Steven Gerrard is, is preferred to Lampard because he had that natural, you know, pizzazz. Yeah. Lampard tried really hard in that. He said in that like he wasn't successful. Yeah, like he was successful, but it was it just was never it was never the same seeing what he did. Do you see what I mean? It seemed very basic what Lampard did. Yeah, right? The only thing Lampard's got over over Gerard is the league. Everything else, they've all won the same thing. Yeah, and and a lot of the time when you saw Lampard strike a ball, you just thought, oh, he hit it really hard. Like it was a bit lucky. Like he's a very lucky player. It did look lucky every think... time he struck the ball, but <laughs> it really did, man. Whereas Gerard, you're like, if it goes top bids, you know, he's, he's trying to put it top bids, bro. Exactly. He's like, oh, I'm just going to get on target and see what happens. <laughs> but that's what it felt like, and I'll hit it really hard, like and. Lampard, criminally underrated. Like no, you know, and and that's you know, footballing periods will rate him, but will never love him. And maybe that maybe that's what it is with Kane. He's just like maybe even when he is rated, he won't be loved. But I tell you what, it doesn't matter, man, because he knows who he, he knows. He knows which club he belongs to, and that club, that club will always love him. He even after the nonsense tried to pull. You know I mean? Yeah, he's back in he's here. Back, bro. He's People back. Love me again, bro. So, so there's no denying that he's um he's back he's back amongst it. So our next game is Nottingham Forest. Interesting one. Though. They've got like a whole new team, bro. They spent like a bazillion yeah. pounds, right, on this new <laughs> on this new team, 
Um, it feels like they're signing new people every week. But this gives White they signed from Wolves, yeah, for 40 million. Is that... Is that 44 million with Adam. I mean... Yeah, that's, that's... Andrew, am I, being, am I being nuts or have I missed something? Nah, you've, what you've missed is inflation. That's to the tune of 44 from. mil. So it's 35 million, I read, with 44 million, the rest is in add-ons. And even so, right... What we're seeing, we're seeing it's the transfer market has gone crazy, right? So the Premier League are the only ones with real money, right? And everyone knows you have to kind of squad up this season because of the World Cup. And everyone seems to be going absolutely bonkers because we haven't really been spending during the COVID years. And now the money's back, it seems. So... What you're seeing is ridiculous money being spent on average players. but And also what you're seeing is a lot of money being spent on young players. So it's showing me that the market has shifted. So we touched on during the under-19s. What's the under-19s? Yeah. Chukamena. Is it Chukamena? Yeah. Um, for Aston Villa. But he's no longer with Aston Villa now because Chelsea saw fit to spend £15 million on him. An up-and-coming starlet who's probably played a couple of games for the first team and isn't even in, wasn't even in the first team, but he's a star of the future. So that's 15 million. We've done the same with Destiny Odogi. We've spent 15 million on somebody who is in the first team, but it, of Udinese, but may not come into our first team directly. But it's young and is a prospect. So 15 million is now the benchmark for an up-and-coming young player in the Premier League then 35 million is probably the benchmark for a decent starting talent in a top half Premier League side. Mad. It's absolutely mad. It's mad. But I didn't and Gordon to Chelsea is 60 million. That's yeah, that's what they're talking about, isn't it? Yeah. But it hasn't gone through. It hasn't gone through. No, no, it hasn't gone through, but it just made me laugh because what they were saying is uh, do you remember Ross Barkley? He was more talented than you. Yeah, no, it's true. We're at that age, so it's true. Yeah, the money's the money's crazy. Casemiro, seventy million. I mean, who would have thought a DM thirty? Um, even leaving Real Madrid would cost you seventy million. Now, don't get me wrong, Casemiro's probably going to make a big difference, and people saying he's thirty and it's crazy money. No, nah, but when... athletes now they're also like they're up to, they're operating at a higher level for longer now. And yeah, and you've got to remember that Man United don't expect. Um, a return on their money exactly whereas exactly. Spurs always, we, we always do. do we always do but um, back to back to Forest they play a, a 3 4 one, two, which I actually quite like um, mm-hmm. you know me the more attacking the bell um, so I actually quite like that <laughs> how do you feel like we'll match up against that formation do you expect it to be easier for us to deal with or the two up front uh, being a little bit more tricky yeah, I haven't really watched much of Forrest's game um, this season. It's a shame on me. But I think with the three, ultimately when you play three, you're playing five at times, right? Especially with three, four. So I think it's a variation of our three, four, three. Uh, so you've got the one and the two or the two and the one up front, but you've got three centre-backs and two of the four midfielders are going to invariably cover the flanks. Right, so I think we will match up very well. But I think it's a case of who pushes who back first. So our fullbacks need to go in high 
And if our fullbacks go in high, we turn their three into a five, is what I believe. Regardless. And you saw it with Chelsea against us. Cucurella and Loftus-Cheek were high, pushed forward at every opportunity. If we sat back, it turned into a five. I want us to go to the city ground and do exactly the same thing. And I then think, yes, we may be challenged um, at the back, but we'll have more possession, more territory. And don't forget, we still have two essentially DMs playing in the side, which allows us to actually attack. And I don't know why we don't, and it's annoying when we don't push our fullbacks high. So I think we'll be okay. And that's with a caveat of I haven't seen much of Forest. I think it will be a fun footballing game though. Like I feel like they're gonna they're gonna want to play some stuff, which will allow us to play some stuff. Hopefully, it will be an exciting game, and that'll be their the first live game, isn't it? Goals galore. Uh, Have they been no, live didn't yet? They, didn't they? Didn't they? Who was the opener? Didn't they? No, that Palace, Palace, um, Palace Arsenal. And scum. Yeah. No, yeah, I think it might be the first hell of I... No, man, I feel like I've definitely the first Sunday afternoon game. I don't think they've been. I don't think they've been live yet. Okay, and it's Sunday, right? Yeah, it's the big game. Yeah, it'll be a good one, man. It'll be a good one. I'm not going to ask for predictions because they don't mean anything. But do you reckon? No, but but do you reckon we'll line up the same? Well, I was just going to ask you that. So, is there's a, there's a chance that he rotates the fullbacks because Doherty hasn't seen any minutes. Is he fully right. ready to go? Well. You would hope so. Because Spence isn't even getting Why the not put Spence yeah, on the bench? This is what squad. I mean. So you would hope so. And you would also hope that Perisic is also ready to go. But then he kind of dropped Sessegnon after him scoring and then not having such a great game, but not the worst game in the world against Chelsea, and then brought in Perisic. So it'll be interesting to see how he plays his full-backs um, this season um, so Forest is a good game to test that out in you would imagine because you want fresh fullbacks you want them bombing up and down but playing one game a week at the moment I know that's and soon to change but playing one game a week at the moment means you probably don't have to in terms of fatigue but there, that's where I can see a change and possibly possibly Richarlison I'm, I'm going to say this with chest Possibly Richardson in for some. Son, yeah. Son looks like he just might need a break, man. And it's now we're in, now we're in opportunity. Yeah, but I just feel like he's like mentally or whatnot. I don't know. And just the fact that we are in a position to give him that break, I feel like we should. Yeah, I, I think so. I think maybe just a just a gentle reminder that I know your son. I know your top goal scorer. I know your global superstar and a world class player and Ballon d'Or nominee, but. Whatever it is that means that you're not playing well so far this season. Let's do, yeah, um, let's have a look at it. Let's address yeah. it. Let's address it. And and he often plays with injury, son. And he's obviously prone to a muscular injury because he's explosive. Um, so I will say if there is something there, let's make sure it doesn't get worse and play Richarlison. And I also will say son is streaky. He is streaky. So he is streaky. So sometimes you've got to accept that yeah. maybe he's going through that fact he had to play himself out of it. Yeah, quite yeah. possibly. Um, before we get out of here, I wanted to say that we are having a Champions League draw on Thursday. Is it Thursday? Yeah, it's 25th, I think. Okay. 
It's not just surprise because it's usually Friday. But okay. So which cool. one team would you like to draw in our group? Uh, PSG. If that, if that happens, we need to go to Paris, though. A hundred, I'm on it. Yeah, we have to go to Paris. I just feel like I've seen everybody else, right? I've seen Bayern, I've seen Real, I've seen Barca. Um, yeah, real talk, Spurs, man. I've, I mean. seen, I've seen all of these teams, actually. But Real, Barca, Bayern, Dortmund. Juve. Juve, I've seen. I haven't seen... Uh, AC Milan... Yeah, Inter. Milan, we've done Inter, yeah. Yeah, PSG, bro. Yeah, bring them on. I would like they'll, PSG they'll and Celtic. They'll get banged. <laughs> they'll get banged. Did, did Celtic well, I think the last Mbappe side beat us. Yeah, Celtic, champions. Celtic, qual- no, they qualified. Oh, yeah, they qualified, didn't it? So they could have Celtic and Rangers in there this year. Okay. All right, we'll see how that goes, man. We'll see how that goes. Um, so you agreeing with PSG? Yeah, PSG, no, that's a good shot. That's a very good shot. My son would absolutely yeah. love that. I don't think my, him and my daughter will fight for tickets there. But um, hey, you know, you've got to do what you got to do to survive in the brown household, bro. When it takes all. When it takes all. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Right, so let me shout the new cities please before. Do, do. We owe them from last week. I'm not going to do the guessing game because you've been terrible of late. That is um, not true. <laughs> that is a few. So we've got Mammoth Lakes. I think that's in Cali. we got Hayward in California. We've got... I think this is Berner, Burnaby in Canada. Uh, we've got Fluorescent in, I think, Michigan. Uh, I saw some others. Man, where are you? I think this is Suisyong Gu in Korea. So, Korean Massive. Shout out to you. K-pop till we die. K-pop, no, Son Till We Die. He's the biggest star out there, by far. Um, I think that's it. So shout out to all the new cities. Thank you for listening. Love for you. Thank you. Love, love, love. Thanks for thanks for listening. We appreciate you. And tell a friend to tell a friend. That's right. Give someone the gift of the pod, man. You know where to find us on Twitter. Um, and if you are listening, as per usual, please, whether you're on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, give us five-star rating because we only give you five-star content. You know it makes sense. We have got Forest next. We remain unbeaten in the league. And we're still in the hunt, guys. So smile. Because the sun always shines on the south side. So off it from me. Good night. That's it from me. Lyra, my brother. Seeing as you're not here, the least you can do is run the outro. <laughs>